0: In the basement of Kramer Hall. To becoming one of the most respected brands in all of student media. You are listening to KCLU Columbia 88.1 FM, a free service of MSA GPC.
1: And welcome, welcome all on this chilly, chilly Tuesday morning. KC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Cole Tusing. Cole, chilly day. How are you holding up?
0: It's definitely a chilly day. Um, you know, being from Chicago, I feel like I'm used to snow, especially since it's snowing down in Chicago a little bit. I don't think as much as Columbia, but you're from Texas, so, you know, I don't think I'm, you're I'm used to I'm not just from Texas.
1: Weather. I'm from South Texas. We don't get this white powdery stuff. This is, you know, it happened last year. It was a, you know, a, a newer experience for me having to live in the snow for multiple days at a time, living in weather that was under 30 degrees for multiple days at a time. It's happening again a little bit earlier this year. Um, you know, on on Saturday, on Saturday night, on Sports Saturday, we noted that the uh the 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 fountain outside was frozen. Um, it thawed between then and now uh, But uh, As I was walking to the studio today uh, It has refrozen In fact it's it's probably more frozen over than last time So Yeah check that out if you haven't If you want to see a frozen pond Because those are cool But we have lots of sports to talk about College football Really getting to the, the thick of you know setting out the college football playoffs, trying to figure out, you know, which teams are in, which teams are out. We don't have too too many more weeks left until bowl games start. So lots to be decided still in that regard. Um, The NFL wrapping up the last game week last night with Monday Night Football, a pretty good Monday Night Football game, if you ask me. And then, uh, of course... Uh, baseball announcing its Rookies of the Year. We'll talk about that a little bit and a couple of other things. So keep it here on KNC Sports. we got lots to talk about. We'll be back after the break. Listen to the cast every Monday at 4 p.m.
0: on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and streaming worldwide on KCOU.FM. We're talking Mizzou football, Mizzou basketball, and all things sports. If you want sports, you'll find it every Monday at 4 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM. It's the cast the Colton Anderson Sports Talk with David Coons on KCOU. 16 semesters and eight years ago, our forefathers brought upon KCOU a new sports talk show. Salute your sports. Join me, Chris Mitchell, along with James Stanley and Matthew Terry every Wednesday afternoon from 4 to 5 on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and online at kcou.fm. You can check us out on Twitter as well at KCOU Salute. Salute Your Sports is the only Mizzou-centered sports talk show on the KCOU airwaves. Don't miss out on the action. On November 16th and 17th at the Missouri Theatre, the Missouri Contemporary Ballet launches into its 13th season with intersections featuring six unique works by five choreographers. With something for everyone, there are bound to be twists and turns in this diverse blend of creators. For ticket information, go to their website, MissouriContemporaryBallet.org, and click on the Events tab.
1: And welcome back, one and all, to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I must remind you, Missouri Tiger men's basketball will be back on KCOU all season long. From the home opener to the Paradise Gym and the Virgin Islands to the Bragging Rights game, you can hear every Missouri men's basketball non conference game on KCOU and KCOU.FM. KCOU 88.1 FM is the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. So pivoting from basketball to football. Where the Tigers got a pretty solid win, maybe not the most dominant, but a solid win on Saturday over the Vanderbilt Commodores, um, which sets up a interesting, you know, an interesting end to the season, especially with with um, Tennessee beating Kentucky on Rocky Top. So you know, a little battle for you know, you know, obviously the SEC East is wrapped up with Georgia. But maybe a, a slight battle for second in the SEC East, which is always a very d- decent accolade. I mean, you, you cannot knock second place in one of the toughest conferences in America. Tigers in conference are fo- two and four. Um, the, ahead of the Tigers are South Carolina at four and four. And then the Gators and the Wildcats tied at five and three. Now the Tigers can win out, which I don't think they will, but if they can, um, I believe that puts them at five and three. Or five rather five and four.
0: Well, they have two games left they so have four Tennessee and, four. and Arkansas. So
1: so so the best they can get is four and four. So they won't be getting second in the SEC East. But definitely an interesting battle between Kentucky and Florida. And then Tigers take on Tennessee. Am I correct in that, Tennessee, on Saturday?
0: Uh, yes, you are correct, at Rocky Top.
1: At Rocky Top, which scares me. Because as we mentioned, uh, Tennessee went off and won against Kentucky last week. So we'll start with Mizzou, Cole. What... Uh, what are your thoughts about this upcoming game?
0: I honestly think this is gonna be a lot closer than what people are predicting. I think a lot of people predicted Mizzou is gonna, you know, run over Rocky Top. Like Tennessee is not what it used to be. It's had a lot of, you know, coaching issues and, you know, player issues out for the last few years It hasn't been the same, you know, since like Peyton Manning went there. But like this is a Tennessee team that hasn't been that bad and a team that you bring up before how they just beat Kentucky twenty one to seven at Rocky Top, something that Mizzou could not pull off. They could not beat Kentucky. So this matchup definitely scares me a little bit considering how Mizzou would like to win out and go eight and four and go into a bowl game. I don't know if it's gonna happen though.
1: Yeah, I, I doubt it will. Eight and four into a bowl game though is pretty solid. Um and I saw online somewhere we have, like, like the fifth toughest schedule in terms of, like, teams. So, like, if you go 8-4 and four with one of the toughest schedules in college football, like, I mean, fair play to you, you know? And we can harp on Barry Odom as much as we want, and frankly, we will harp on Barry Odom uh, because, you know, had he been a little bit better of a coach had he made the correct decisions a little bit more often. I mean this team if if they went out, this team could have been like, you know, twelve and two, right? Um but he didn't. And you know, so that's on him. But at the end of the day, I mean, you go eight and four. I mean that's that's not terrible at all. Plus you got a bowl game. You could have a nine win season at the end of all this.
0: But looking at the Mizzou and Tennessee you know comparisons. Both teams play Kentucky. Tennessee won last week, twenty four seven. Mizzou lost fifteen to fourteen. Both teams played Alabama.
1: But like you could argue that that Mizzou should have won that Kentucky game, but obviously they blew it. Like like that's that's still my breaking point with Odom is that he he absolutely blew that.
0: Both teams uh, played Alabama and lost to Alabama. Mizzou put up only ten points to Alabama's thirty nine. Alabama against Tennessee, fifty-eight twenty-one in favor of Alabama. Both teams lost by three to South Carolina, in South Carolina,
1: and so, and Mizzou kind of got you know messed around there with the whole monsoon coming in. So I mean, these are two very balanced in, teams, two here. incredibly equal teams. Um, I am, I'm very excited to see how this winds up. But let's look now at kind of the rest of college football. This this week is not a very good one This is uh, This is what I call Dump week Where uh, Where you play all the teams Who you think would be in the dump Because you want to get Bowl eligibility Right So like Alabama is playing The Citadel Kentucky is playing Middle Tennessee And Florida is playing Idaho like, none of those games pique my interest whatsoever. I think um, I think South Florida versus Temple could be a very interesting game. If you're looking for something to watch, that might be the one you go to. Um, and the reason I say this is because South Florida has put together a pretty decent season. They're 7-3, right, with their three losses coming in a row to U of H... Tulane and Cincinnati A Cincinnati team that is currently 9-1 and one, might I remind you And a Houston team that is also 7-3 and three. Um, But not too long Ago uh, USF was undefeated Now Temple Who started out The season with two losses To Villanova and Buffalo um, Has decided To come back and put together a Pretty solid season Um, They went toe to toe with the U of H And beat them Uh, They they barely got out uh, They barely got out of UCF They got beat 52 to 40 But this Temple team Is second in the American East uh, Behind only UCF Of course undefeated UCF And they're really putting something together So Between Temple And USF this this football game could wind up being a very fun one. I encourage you to give it a watch um, because this could be, honestly, with with everything kind of happening, this could be one of the better games this weekend. I
0: think you're right about that. I think, you know, if looking across the board this week, you don't know, think it's going to be like a chalk across the board. Like, you know, this team's going to win. Alabama's going to win. Clemson's going to win. Like, you know, Florida's gonna win. Kentucky's gonna win. Like all those teams are gonna win. You know, especially coming off a great week like last week. I would argue. I would say the one game I'm looking forward to, and you know, you paying attention to, probably bias, is USC is going to UCLA.
1: That is always a good game. You are right. This big grudge match. Um. So definitely, that's that's a big one to pay attention to. Um. Let's see what else is gonna be good. I see. TCU Baylor which are those two programs are always pretty decent being played in Waco the Horn Frogs could probably pull a win there so I'd I'd be interested to see that um and then Syracuse Notre Dame that's one that I would like to see that one's going to be very good Syracuse gaining some serious momentum they've got four games on the bounce Including wins against NC State And then a pretty big one against Louisville Which caused You know, was the catalyst, one might say For Louisville uh, Firing their coach um, They're doing incredibly well Only two losses uh, One of them was against Clemson The other was against um, Pittsburgh And they only lost by a singular touchdown And a very high scoring game 44-37 to 37. Um, this team scores a whole freaking lot. Uh, their lowest scoring game was in that 23 to 27 loss against Clemson. Every other game they've gotten above 30 at least like FSU was 30 to 7, but besides that, like yeah, they've they've very much been a high scoring team. If anyone could... if anyone could stop this this Notre Dame streak, that you know, there's there's not there's not too long left to snap it. Um you got Syracuse and then next week they go uh into the Rose Bowl and play USC. So the uh I guess the really, in my opinion, the only the only team left that could potentially derail the Irish and potentially derail um, a Notre Dame college football playoff berth would be Syracuse. I think if Syracuse wins this game, Notre Dame is out of the playoff.
0: So that's interesting. So you consider a one-loss Notre Dame team completely out of the playoff?
1: Yeah, they, they have the ability to schedule all their, all their own games. They choose who they play. There's no excuse for them to not go undefeated.
0: That's interesting. So, like, look at the college football player for now. Alabama, I think we can all say that Alabama's they're locked gonna,
1: in. Alabama's going to go undefeated and win the national championship. I would so. say
0: Clemson's also a lock.
1: Clemson, probably a lock. I, I would agree. So, you have Alabama,
0: Clemson... Would you consider Michigan in?
1: I think if Michigan wins the Big, if Michigan wins the Big Ten, if they beat Ohio State, they're a lock.
0: So you have one spot left over, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, maybe Georgia.
1: I don't think Georgia's in. I think Oklahoma has a better chance. Um, I think if Notre Dame loses, well, see the, the problem is so, so we have we have Bama, we have Clemson, we have Michigan. So that's three. Um. I think Michigan was the big ten, they're in. Um, if not, you maybe could justify Ohio State going in. Uh but I think I think, yeah, if day blues loses Oklahoma should go in above them. Provided Oklahoma wins the big twelve. Which could happen. I think that's a very it's a very solid uh distinction. Yeah, you know, it's a very solid possibility. Um West Virginia going into Stillwater to play Oklahoma State. That is a potential upset. You can never count on the pokes in uh, in Stillwater. They could actually pull it out there. And then... Other than that, I mean... I don't see any barnstormers. You know, it's not like Rice is going to upset LSU in Baton Rouge. Um, oh, Iowa State, Iowa State, UT. That'll be a fun one. Two ranked teams in the Big Twelve, um, playing at DKR. I imagine UT will win, but don't count out the Cyclones.
0: My prediction is probably that Iowa State Texas game. That's definitely interesting, especially played in Texas. It's probably gonna wind up being an offensive shootout. Maybe forty to thirty. In
1: that's, favor of a, Texas. that's a solid hypothesis. I, I could see that happening. Um, but we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about professional football. So stay tuned. The shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwheartmo.org. Every Thursday from 4 to 5,
0: tune into KCOU 88.1 for Cut the Nets, for commentary over the NBA, I feel like everyone but. shoots like forty percent from three in Brad Stevens' offense. That's not Marcus point. Smart. NFL Browns are going to finish like six, six, and four. Mizzou athletics, which these these next three games are the biggest opportunities for Mizzou to suck I, I, out of any games all season, have, and more. This hairline's like back, like way back. He looks like he's like forty. He looks like a dad. Check out Cut the Nets. We'll be back next week, same time, four p.m. to five p.m. Thursdays, and Chuck always shoot your shot. <laughs> Hey, Mizzou fans, did you know that research at the Wellness Resource Center indicates that 80% of MU students have a negative opinion of people who litter during tailgating? This is why Mizzou has the best fans in America. This public service announcement has been brought to you by the Wellness Resource Center, Craft Beer Cellar, and KCOU
1: 88.1 FM. And welcome back to C Sports here on KCOU. Reminder, Missouri Tigers women's basketball is back on KCOU 88.1 FM, KCOU.FM, and on KCOU Sports. Here the Tigers take on some of the best teams in the country on KCOU, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Of course, the number 16th ranked women's basketball team here at Mizzou is taking on most state tonight at Mizzou Arena um, so that'll be a good game, you can catch it live here on KCOU Uh, but let's, instead of talking about basketball just yet Let's talk a little bit about the week that was in the NFL And let me tell you, this was one tripping week Like, what in the world happened to football this week, man, like we had we had the Patriots losing. We had the Browns winning. The Saints went to Cincinnati and absolutely blew the place up. Like my goodness, the the Cowboys won a game. This is this has been just an absolute bonkers week in the NFL. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: So first of all, you bring up that uh, Cleveland Browns beat the Falcons. That's interesting because. Nick Chubb, a rookie who went to Georgia, ran for a ninety yard against the Atlanta Falcons, and I thought that was interesting because at the time I was at the Mizzou volleyball game against Georgia and the entire, you know, crowd like in the band was heckling about how Atlanta is losing to the Browns.
1: Oh wow. That's that's funny. Now Nick Chubb had himself a game, twenty carries for 176 yards and a touchdown. Guess who started him on fantasy?
0: Did you start? Yours my-
1: truly. So I got some mad points for him. It was nice. I was super hyped about that. Uh but let's just go down the line. Uh started on Thursday. Steelers uh beating the living tar out of the Carolina Panthers. Did you expect anything less?
0: Honestly, no. You know, I expected maybe the Panthers to pull a, a little bit more points, but with the Steelers being sits in 2 right now and the one tie coming to Cleveland the week one, especially played in Pittsburgh, you can't really fault yeah. Carolina for losing uh, this. You,
1: you, can't, you, you don't bet against the Steelers in the Berg. Um, but then we got Lions and Bears was one of those earlier Sunday games, and your Bears took the win, Cole. What did you, you think about the efforts of your Chicago Bears?
0: In um, Soldier Field, and this is interesting because normally the Bears play the Lions on... Like Thanksgiving Day, so kind of early, I guess. But you know, the Bears pull off the win in Soldier Field, and Trubisky had himself a day. He had 355 yards, three touchdowns, and he only had, if I'm not mistaken, like seven incompletions. So
1: yeah, you know, uh, let me tell you something because I I follow a lot of Brown, uh, no, I follow a lot of Bears fans on Twitter, just you know, by virtue of being friends with them here at Mizzou. And let me tell you something, Bears fans do not deserve Mitch Trubisky. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You've had Jay Cutler for, like, years, right? And Jay Cutler sucks, right? So, like, you, you, you finally get this, you know, you finally get this hot shot rookie quarterback who's changing the game and really, you know, making things work. Right hey, what do you do Instead of you know Supporting your quarterback Instead of you know Highlighting the fact that You know this young kid Who only Played one season In college And is still Tearing it up In the NFL Instead of getting behind him All Bears do All Bears fans Have been doing on Twitter Is just You know Complaining They've just been Complaining about How he's not making Good reads And how he's doing All the Meh 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 Right And he just had a darn good game, right? And I can still guarantee you that Bears fans are going to find something about about Mitch Trubisky to complain about. It's abysmal. Do you know what the Texans did when we first got a decent quarterback?
0: What is that? I'm curious.
1: We absolutely adored the guy. I mean, like, just Sean Watson became the hero of Houston. And then he, like, he, he tore his ACL in, in, in practice. It was like someone had just shot the Pope. There was, like, citywide mourning. You know?
0: So you bring up the fact that how Bears fans don't deserve Jay Culler after— I mean, excuse me, not Jay Culler. Trubisky after Jay Culler for eight years.
1: I'm saying the way they're treating Mitch— Bears fans don't deserve him, right? If you treat him like how he's deserved, if you stop, you know, complaining every time he steps out of line just a little bit, the Bears are a six and three team. I mean, my lord, how can you be mad at a six and three team in the NFL, right? Like, if it's if you're six and three in college, if you're like Mizzou and six and three, maybe there's a little bit to complain about, you know, but like. This is a Bears fan. This is a Bears team that is six and three in the NFL. Their only loss is coming to a one-armed Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. The Dolphins in Miami, um, courtesy of a little bit of magic there, and that was also when Khalil Mack was injured, if I'm not mistaken. And then the Patriots. Which, if you're losing to the Patriots. Like you know there was a seven point game that they lost that's nothing to be mad about you know they're they're a whole game atop the NFC North right like why are why are Bears fans complaining about Mitch trubisky when he has done a fine job of leading them to this point in the season
0: I just want to say how all Bears fans are not like that. I never um hopped off the Trubisky turn in. I would say you bring up a point and I would say coming from the Bears fan, I think when people react about Twitter of how, you know, Trubisky shouldn't play for the Bears and stuff, I think it's when Trubisky doesn't, you know, play well. For example, you know, this week he played well. The week where he threw for five touchdowns or something a few something weeks like that, ago. Yeah. Like Bears fans were adoring him. So, like, unless you're putting up insane numbers, Bears fans just are gonna rant about it.
1: I I, I think there's this this kind of this you know this little level of not necessarily fair weather fans, right? But I, I I feel like like certain Bears fans just don't know how to separate, you know, five good performances from one bad one, right? You know.
0: I think it's just chalk up to, you know, being used to Jay Culler for so many years so the Bears don't really know. Like, the Bears haven't had that great of history with quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the Chicago's lived off the defense for most of its history. Which, I mean, with Khalil Mack in there, uh, that defense has reemerged as a a force. But still, I mean, you know, I, I just... I'm amazed at how much flack he gets. You know? Like... From what I see on Twitter, you would have thought that Mitch Trubisky was like the second coming of Matt Schaub. Anyway, the uh, Saints, as we mentioned, went into Cincinnati and absolutely tore the Bengals to shreds. With the Rams having lost a game, would you consider the Saints to be the best team in the NFL right now?
0: The Saints are definitely quality, especially even though he is injured, acquiring Des Bryant definitely helps the team a lot. But I think the question of who the best NFL team is, I think is going to be up to, if I'm not mistaken, it's Thursday night this week, Chiefs and Rams. So that should definitely be an interesting one and prove who is the top in the NFL.
1: So you think it's either Chiefs and Rams? You You don't think the Saints are the top?
0: Well, I think the Saints in my opinion are the third best team in the NFL.
1: Okay. Um so I'm actually going to I'm going to disagree with you. I think at this point the Saints are the best in the NFL. They can stop the run. Their defense has been very 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 good. Mark Ingram's been putting up numbers. Drew Brees is well, Drew Brees. I mean, there's not much else to say about how darn good he is. I mean, if you just look at how the Saints have been playing, fifty-one to fourteen against the Bengals, 45-35 against the Rams, might I add, the Saints are the team that beat the Rams. 30 to 20 against the Vikings. Like 43 19 against the Redskins. 43 37 against the Falcons. This team, their only loss was a forty eight to forty against the Bucks, which I believe was a product of Fitz magic. Um,
0: so, you bring up the Rams loss, and you're definitely right about that. My question is this The Packers almost beat the Rams. So, if the Packers were able to beat the Rams, would that change your opinion?
1: Yeah, if the Packers had beaten the Rams, I'd definitely have the Saints as a top team in the NFL. I don't, I don't think the Packers are anywhere close. The Packers have been having a rather abysmal season. They're you know four and four right now uh, four four and one after their win against the Dolphins, you know they're not up there for best in the NFL. But the Saints, on the other hand, the Saints eight and one five and zero oh on the road. They are undefeated on the road. The New Orleans Saints, I think, have a credible claim to the top spot in the NFL. But we will maybe move on from that just a little bit. I want to talk about uh the Browns getting a win the week after they uh the week after they defeated there's another the week after they fired coach Hugh Jackson. So what do you think about Cleveland winning one for Hugh?
0: Honestly, I think I'm just saying my opinion. So, you look at a Cleveland team who everyone thought was going to be really good with their additions, especially in the draft with Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward, playing in Cleveland. And the Atlanta Falcons, who, sure, they met Ryan, but, like, you could argue this Atlanta Falcons team hasn't played up to par, and huh. this isn't the team that went to the Super Bowl and blew that lead to the Patriots. Oh,
1: yeah, they're definitely underperforming. Uh, so a a whole lot this season.
0: I definitely think it's a quality winning considering Cleveland, who you know just
1: last year didn't win a game. You know, not bad, right? Yeah, one year. Yeah, I mean, the one year turnaround of the Browns has been actually absolutely phenomenal in terms of you know being absolute trash last year to being decent this year. I mean, they're beating. They're beating a team who not too long ago was in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you got to give credit to the the Browns. Uh, But then how about the Titans beat the Patriots? What do you think of that one?
0: Well, let's see. Um, Gronk didn't play because I know it's because I have him on fantasy and I had to bench him. But I think I got some decent performance off the waiver wire for tight ends. But Tennessee beating the Patriots 35-10, 34-10, excuse me, in Tennessee. I don't think much Gronk would have helped the Patriots that much, so it definitely puts in into question how good are the Patriots going to be the rest of the year and when it comes to playoff time.
1: Yeah, because, like, the way they've been playing lately, you know, they haven't really been incredibly dominant all season. I mean, they did string together a 6-game win streak that featured a win over both the Bears and the Chiefs, right? But that's the sort of thing we expect from them. Um I mean, you don't see Tom Brady, you know, racking up these career yards that he usually does. I, you know, I think this is finally the year where this dynasty that the Pats have had over the AFC. I think this is finally the year that that slips.
0: So looking ahead for the Patriots schedule. After the Titans lost, they have a bye week. Then they go into the Jets MetLife Stadium. That will probably be a win for the Patriots.
1: Probably. I I don't see them not winning that.
0: Then they're back home against Minnesota. That
1: will be a toss-up. The Bikes are a good team.
0: Then they're Playing at Hard
1: Rock against Miami—that should be a win. Then at Pittsburgh, that that right there might be a loss for the Pats. I could see I could see the Steelers taking the dub there.
0: Then close out two games at home against Buffalo and the Jets again, which
1: they should win both of those. So you think
0: the Steelers are an interesting one?
1: I think the Steelers have a chance to beat the Patriots. I mean, that's just you know, Steelers at home once again are very very good. Um, but let's move on now. Colts beat the Jaguars in Indy. That was a close one. The Chiefs continue their winning ways against the Cardinals in KC. Once again, not much to talk about there. Bills beating the Jets. I think most of us could have predicted that. Um, But what about... What about the, the Cowboys beating the Eagles? Do you think this is kind of a resurgence for the boys? Do you think they've... They've come back.
0: This is a Cowboys team that I mean, going to this game, both teams were four and five. Like once again, I don't think the Eagles have been playing that well this season. You know, especially coming off the Super Bowl win against yeah. Patriots. No, yeah, uh, the
1: the the Eagles were four and four. The Cowboys were three and
0: five. Oh, excuse me. So this Cowboys team, I don't think is a resurgence unless they went out, which. I doubt it. Probably won't happen. I just feel like they've made too many mistakes against the Seahawks, the Tetsons, the Titans, the Redskins to develop a good resume for the year.
1: I agree. Um, They're currently second in the NFC East uh, behind Washington by two games. So I, I I don't see them having a good time. You know? Their next game is in Atlanta against the Falcons. I imagine they lose that. Uh, they've got games against the Saints uh, and against the Eagles coming up. Uh, Eagles at home. Um, I mean, they could win that Eagles game at home, but I definitely think they'll lose to the Saints. Uh, has this been, you know, has, has this been a very much a, you know, disappointing Cowboys season. Did you expect more from the Cowboys this year?
0: Honestly, probably a little bit more, maybe not completely dominant. Like I was expecting them to go like, you know, 10 and two, you know, at, you know, going into like, you know, week 13 or something, but like some of their losses were pretty bad losses. I was not expecting them to get, but honestly, I was not expecting them to go far in like the post so a little bit disappointing but average overall.
1: All right. And then of course the uh the Giants beat the uh the 49ers last night. 49ers mounted a pretty solid comeback but just couldn't get to the end. Um looking ahead to next week. Uh Packers play the Seahawks on Thursday in CenturyLink. What do you think of that one?
0: The Seattle, of course, the 12th man with you know, paying rights to AM. against the Packers. This is a game that it's a toss up on either side. I don't know who will win this game.
1: I I'm inclined to go with Seattle because they always do pretty well at home. They're they're well not this season, but most years. They uh they are very good at home. The Packers, on the other hand, have not won an away game this season. So I'm I'm willing to go with the Hawks. Um, let's see what else looks to be a good game. Titans and Colts going up in an AFC South matchup. Um, that's always a fun one. The Colts are favored by two and a half, but I wouldn't put it past the Titans to win this one.
0: Especially that dominant win against the Patriots in Tennessee.
1: Exactly. Um, Texans are playing in Washington. This is going to be a fun one because, you know, Washington has been playing, you know, halfway decent for the past couple of weeks. Uh, the Texans are so darn unpredictable. I don't know if they're going to suck or if they're going to play like absolute gods on Sunday. You know?
0: Come off the bye week, do you think that's going to come in favor of the Texans.
1: Ah, uh, you know, for the Texans, I think a bye week helps. Um it, it it came at a good time. Um they've been they've been you know, they, they were on a six-game win streak heading into the bye. Um but they the thing is they needed rest. They needed so much rest. All of those games were incredibly close, except for the Dolphins game. Um but everything everything besides that Dolphins game was within like seven points right so like you know Dolphins and Jags Jags was 20 to seven but like you had a 37 34 win against the Colts you had a 1916 win against the Cowboys 20 to 13 against the bills and then 1917 win against the Broncos uh before the bye. so the, you know the, those nerve-wracking wins I mean it's something that you know you need to rest up after. But they've got a pretty easier... They have an easier stretch coming out of the bye, right? You've got, this high, you got the Redskins this week. Then you got the Titans um, in in Houston. Browns in Houston. Colts in Houston. Then you go on the road and play the Jets. Stay on the road and play the Eagles. And then you come back and play the Jaguars in Houston. Now, this Texans team, I'm still not fully behind... Um, which is probably a product of me, you know, growing up a Texan, and and really and realizing just the uh, the legacy of mediocrity that is this Houston Texans franchise. But there is a genuine chance that this team could win out. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely
0: say so. I mean, you look at you know this schedule right now, and they don't have like the Saints, they don't have the Rams, or the Chiefs, so like. There's a few that could be a toss-up, but honestly, I think you know the bye week and the win streak. I think it's playing in Houston's favor. But taking a look at the standings in the division of the Houston Texans, they're a game they're-
1: ahead of everybody else. You have six and three. Tennessee's five and four. So, like right now, they right now they make it in. Um. If they win out, which I don't think they will, but if they do, Cole, do you think that the Texans are a dark horse candidate for the to make it to the AFC Championship? Let me remind you, this team has only won one playoff game in the history of the franchise, or maybe two. They've never made it past the divisional round.
0: I would say it honestly depends on who they play in the divisional round. I mean, you brought the point they never being a team of the division. Where I think it depends on who they play. If they play a dominant team,
1: I mean, this is a team that that went head to head with the Patriots, only lost by seven. You know, there was a there was a touchdown game against the Patriots in Foxborough. If I if I do need to remind you about that as well, they held the Patriots to six points in the second half during that game.
0: Currently looking at the playoff stains. they are projecting the Tetsons to be the fourth seed, and the wild card is the Chargers and the Bengals.
1: All right, so Chargers or Bengals? Hmm. Who's first? It would be the Chiefs be the first seed?
0: It would be Chiefs, Steelers, Patriots, Tetsons.
1: Wild card being one of the Chargers... And the or, Bengals. Or Bengals. Alright. So Chiefs get first round bye. Um, so Texans would play the Patriots again. Is that correct?
0: If the season were to end like that, probably.
1: Alright. I'm, hmm, I'm 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 not as optimistic of if the, if the Texans are playing the Patriots. But I mean, this all depends on how the season winds up. Because, you know, knowing the Texans, they could completely choke. And, you know, absolutely, you know, kill their their own playoff momentum. But, who knows? Uh, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, basketball. So stay tuned.
0: Looking for a fun night out in Columbia? Check out a concert at Cafe Berlin. Looking for that great brunch after a fun night? Cafe Berlin has you covered for that, too. Check out their stacked concert schedule and brunch menu at CaféBerlinComo.com or check them out at 220 North 10th Street. Also, follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Café Berlin and on Instagram at Café Berlin Como.
1: This kid died from using illegal drugs. And this kid died from using prescription painkillers. Now you tell me, which one's more dead? Talk to your kids
0: about prescription drug abuse. Welcome to today's lottery draw. And today's winning numbers are not yours, not yours, and another number that's not yours. And the final number is not yours. When it comes to having money, don't rely on luck. Brew your own coffee at home instead of buying that latte. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Go to feedthepig.org for more free ideas on how to save.
1: Feedthepig.org.
0: This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
1: And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 F. M. Don't forget, every Saturday this ball is a KCOU Sports Saturday. Listen to your favorite KCOU sports shows every Saturday all day long. Catch No Huddle, Breaking the Plane, Mizzou Football, Basketball, and more every Sunday. Sorry, every Saturday. It's not just Saturday. It's KCOU Sports Saturday. We are firm believers in shows on Saturday. We've had a show Almost every sports Saturday this semester, Cole. I've always enjoyed them. Um, And something else I enjoy is college basketball, which is starting to heat up. We're starting to get into that real good season roll. And one of the things that has come out of that is Duke.
0: Can't be wrong with that. Duke, a team that was, mind you, weird that they were not ranked first. They were ranked fourth, if I'm not mistaken? I believe
1: it was fourth. Uh, when that came out, I wondered what the, I wondered what the, you know, ranking committee was on. Because
0: That's weird, because if I'm not mistaken, Tennessee was ranked above Duke.
1: Yeah, insane. So preseason rankings had Duke at four, Gonzaga at three, Kentucky at two, and Kansas at one. And despite, uh, despite none of those teams Except Kentucky Kentucky did lose Uh, But but despite most of those teams Not losing at all um, North Carolina is still undefeated Gonzaga is still undefeated Kansas is still undefeated Um, Duke Has jumped them all And gone up to first place Um, And there's talks uh, Was it Paul Pierce who came out And said that he thinks that this Duke team could beat the Cavaliers?
0: I'm pretty sure Paul Pierce said something about the Cavaliers and Duke, but somebody said, I remember, Duke can beat the Cavs. And honestly, the way that the Cavs team has been playing,
1: I don't think it's out of the question, honestly. So so you believe that? So right now, I don't. Um, I want... I want to wait till Duke gets into ACC play. When they start playing in conference, when they start playing, you know, teams that give them a run for their money, I I would like to, you know, then I'll make my decision on if they could beat the Cavs. Right now, I think it'd definitely be a close game. I think they could, but I don't think it's a, you know, foregone conclusion. Um, Even
0: after the season opener and they absolutely blew the lid off Kentucky?
1: Even after the opener, um, because I, I am not one to judge teams off of only one or two games, no matter how darn good Zion is. Because, my Lord, Zion could wind up being one of the best college basketball players of all time.
0: Don't forget about Zion, but R.J. Barrett's also
1: R.J. Barrett's been having good. himself a good season as well. You are not wrong on that. Um, I'm looking into just, you know... What's going on with these different games? Uh, not too much happening today in terms of basketball. Um, Chestnut Hill College is traveling to uh, to Newark, Delaware to play the Delaware Blue Hens. Uh, that's the only thing on there that piques my interest. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Tuesday, basc- Tuesday basketball for, for college is, you know, not always the... The biggest one and usually it's You know either Wednesday or You know Thursday or something You know like Tomorrow Michigan's playing Villanova Now that's Something that you can really get behind Uh Michigan Number 18 Villanova number 8 Not too long ago we were talking About a national championship Villanova team So What do you think about this game?
0: Man, Michigan Villanova, that that could be interesting, you know, a rematch of the national championship. But my question is this. <laughs> Villanova was by far the best team in March Madness cuz they literally outplayed every team, especially Kansas and Michigan, just so good. Like, would you argue that Villanova was the best team in
1: March Madness? The year, last year, or the year they won the championship. Last year no I I, I I mean there's 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 something to be said about that um I think I think there's you know there's some might say that they were the best team I would say honestly that <laughs> Loyola Chicago the way that they came out upset everybody defied expectations Loyola Chicago was probably the best team either them or UNBC I mean, UMBC beat, you know, a number one seed. No, no 16th seed has ever done that before. That's
0: a quite interesting uh, thought. But Michigan and Villanova, it's playing played in Pennsylvania.
1: I'd give this to Villanova, frankly.
0: I would, too, because I think earlier on in the season, Michigan is currently ranked 18th in the nation. They need to develop their recruits and the chemistry. Together more. What meanwhile you're playing in Villanova? I'm gonna give it to Villanova,
1: honestly. And then um, another one that's close and you know near and dear to my heart. Rice is playing U of H, the big Bayou Bowl on the basketball court. Um, Rice is not very good. I'll tell you that right out. Rice sucks in all in all facets of athletics besides baseball. Um, U of H, on the other hand, putting together an athletic program, which is something we can talk about on a different show. But I mean, if you look at what U of H did last season, they were pretty solid. Um, I wonder if they can repeat their success. You know, they didn't make it too far. Actually they did. They made it relatively far in the NCAA tournament, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Are you talking about last year?
1: Yeah, last season. Let me let me look at this. Okay. Cause I remember I remember thinking, dang man, U of H is actually gonna, you know, put together something of note. Um did they even make it to the second round? I might be wrong on this. I might, I might be completely no. They beat, they beat San Diego State, and then uh, lost to Michigan by a single point in the second round. Uh, which you know, Michigan was a three seed. They made it all the way to the final. So like you know, you can you, you can you know give your props to you know give your props to UH for keeping it close with the eventual you know. Finalists. Um,
0: Speaking of March Madness, who's your early, early, early pick?
1: Duke. It you really
0: think it's gonna be Duke and I they break the curse?
1: I can't not say Duke. The way well, I mean, the way they're playing. I mean, who the heck else is it gonna be?
0: So you think this regular season momentum is gonna carry well in March Madness? They're to. not gonna lose like a 15th seed or something. It
1: has to. I can't see any other reason why it wouldn't. You know? This team just seems different. This this Duke team seems near unstoppable. You know? I mean, who else would it be? Gonzaga? I could see UNC maybe going on a little run. I can guarantee Mizzou ain't going to do it. Mizzou, yeah, you're probably right about that. Mizzou played like absolute rubbish against Iowa State. I mean, there's, at this point, I don't even know if Mizzou's going to make the tournament itself. Well, I mean, Mizzou
0: is not a great road team.
1: That's true, they're not. But uh, other than that, Um Any other games This upcoming week That pique your interest
0: Looking at this upcoming week So you bring up how You know Like the weekend Is typically the Best game So taking a look At a clean slate
1: I'd say Friday or Saturday Are the ones you might Want to look at Um For For decent College basketball Games I know uh I know that M- Mizzou kicks off their uh, Paradise Jam schedule at some point. Uh, I think that's on Saturday.
0: That's on Friday against Kennesaw State.
1: Friday against Kennesaw, um, which will be live here on KCOU. If you were curious, um, I would hope that I would hope that Mizzou beats Kennesaw. If they don't, we've got a serious problem you know.
0: Yeah, it's very early on in the season, so not really too many big games, but you know, when conference games come out and when teams start to mull more and start to develop winning records, then the games would be a lot more interesting, I think.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um but for now, I think so so general consensus before we sign off today. Duke, what what is your thought on Duke?
0: Duke is very dominant, you know. With you know, everyone talks about Zion Williamson, but RJ Barrett, you can't forget about him. You can't forget about that whole team. It's coached very well. I think once Duke starts playing, similar what you're saying before about how if they can beat the Cavaliers, because that's a different story for a different day.
1: But they could be the Virginia Cavaliers.
0: I think once Duke starts playing conference and starts playing the big opponents then maybe I'll think they'll go far in March Madness, but I just feel like the curse with that holds on Duke with how they don't perform, how they always do in the regular season, March Madness, I don't know.
1: I'm willing to jump on the hype train to an extent. I don't think they can beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think they could beat an NBA team. But I do think that there's a chance this team could wind up winning it all. That's just how good I think they are At the moment If they stay stay healthy I mean my word This could be something Uh, But other than that Other than that uh, We would like to thank you for Once again tuning in to KNC Sports It's always a wonderful time Doing these shows for you And we hope to have you tune in For all of our Other shows will be back Next Tuesday Same time, same place So make sure that you Tune the heck in and listen to KNC Sports Have a wonderful rest of your week Have a wonderful weekend We will see you Potentially Saturday Definitely on Tuesday